Right. And so, and so well, that's what we're having right now. And the Offenhauser was in, in a time when the 289 Ford motor and the, and the 283 Chevy motor were just getting going. Right. Exactly. And exactly. And You're those right. two little tiny powerhouse motors, uh, Offenhauser just couldn't keep up. No, it couldn't. The Offenhauser, I believe, was a four-cylinder engine. Yep. And you if know, I remember it got right, to the point, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I actually got to. I actually remember watching racing when the Offenhauser was big, and you know, again, the V8, the small V8, like you said came into it and they could build it a whole lot less expensively and it had more horsepower and so i think that's what we've got right here you know i mean it doesn't have that much more horsepower the ls but what you can build this thing for and, and what the it, longevity you're going to get out of it you know yeah. it, it it makes it makes sense it makes sense but you know as well as i do randy us humans hate change and racers hate change <laughs> more than anybody. Well, yeah, we'd rather have the paper money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's yep. not as heavy. It doesn't pull yep. your shorts off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, uh, trying to go outside the box and, and blaze new trails like we're doing, because nobody else is doing this around the country, um, it, it takes some some starts and stops and uh to get it right, and I'm I'm glad in hindsight that we've gone through this, and that uh, we're on the basically we're on the other side of it because we've got a platform now, and we've got a uh, combination of rules that you know are working great. They're working great, and so I'm really comfortable with it. I'm actually able to sleep this winter. You know, last winter it wasn't so much because well, uh, I was wondering. That. Well, you know, we had the <laughs> new wing program starting. Yep. And I didn't know where that was going. And, you know, we've mentioned this a time or two. There was another non-wing series that thought they could come and uh, be the latest, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And they found out that it's not quite so easy. And they lasted. They all, they did last the whole year. Um, and it was a miracle. But they did last their whole schedule. But they're done. They're done. And so it's not as easy as it looks. And there's a lot more that goes into it than uh, what most people think. You know, I, I know there's one driver out there that thinks I schedule races, and this is a quote. I schedule races, and then I have meetings to figure out why it's not working. Uh, and so... <laughs> so all right. That, yeah, yeah, I guess. You know, you, you can't please everybody, and I know that. And uh, But, uh, you know, this is my second full-time job, and... and, and you know, I'm crazy because I'm doing it for free or less than free, but I enjoy doing it. And so you've got you three know, full-time jobs? No, I got the series, and I've got uh, my tree farming. That's that's two full-time jobs, and then of course I try to fit a few other things into my life. And uh, well, I, I was going to so, say, you know, you've got the tree farm, you've got the series, and you're married. Well, that's true. That's a full-time job too. <laughs> I mean, except when we're not talking to each other, then that that's easy. or 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 if she kicks my butt in uno like she normally does well yeah you know uh, there's that but that that's well deserved well of course i know that but you know being the competitive guy that i am again like i said the first time i was with you guys i I like to win and then just like these racers they like to win and you know there's no way to cheat so you know when i'm when i so there's no way that i'm going to be able to win this thing uh when I play, so oh, I, I'm not. I haven't. What's that? You're, you're not good with uh, markers and, and cardboard paper to make your own cards yet. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. I should do that, <laughs> and then I'd be the one to shuffle. You know, my 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 nephew my nephew was playing cards with me one time, and I could see that he was cheating. You know, he was about five years old, <laughs> and, and I go. Alex, what are you doing? You know, this is just, we just play for fun. He goes, no, I win for fun. And this is a kid that was five years old. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, I don't know if it runs in the family or if it's just a guy thing or, or what it is. I don't know. But, uh, you know, he's playing hockey now in college and, and, you know, winning is fun. I guess there's no two ways about it. So 
But, um, that's just just is what it is. You know, you know, you you know the old adage. Oh my God, I can't talk. <laughs> well, be, being the introvert that I am, I, I'd rather it be that way. But uh, I'm okay doing, doing stuff like this too. So, to the core, I am really introverted, and you know that. You know that. Well, there is that, but so. you know, there there's that old adage of, uh, you know, the guy that said winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Well, no. He, oh no! Fucking dude, obviously never won. <laughs> yeah. no, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, there's no question. It's kind of like my life, you know. Sometimes I feel like I've never won in my life, but uh, you know, you just keep going. You put one foot in front of the other, and you keep doing, and you you find little victories. How's that? And every now and then, you Is step that... on a shoelace and fall on your face. There. Oh my! Every once in a while, that's a that's almost a daily thing for me. <laughs> well, now I I know that. Uh, Kaylee and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um, yep. There's a guy down in Indiana that's been kind of looking at our rule set, or Ohio, that's been kind of looking okay. at our rule set. And we, we've been talking back and forth, bits and pieces here and there. And he's actually uh-huh. running a car with an LS on it. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's using fuel injection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- well, I think he's about 10 that... years ahead of time, but. <clears throat> well, uh, I, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I ever want to go to fuel injection with our deal. I mean, um, I asked a, a driver three years ago that I really respect. Uh, he moved away for a job and he's racing somewhere else now, but he's very intelligent. He used to travel the world for his, uh, company that he worked for very highly regarded in his field and very highly regarded by me as a sprint car driver because of his intelligence you know first he was the first one to our meetings every night uh very mild-mannered very soft-spoken and but very intelligent and and i asked him i said i'll I'll use his first name i said neil why is this yep absolutely I said, Neil, why is this thing taking off? You know, because nobody has done this in the industry and everybody thought it was going to fail. And he looked at me and he goes, it's because you're using the carburetor. Everybody knows how to work on a carburetor. Very few people know how to work on fuel injection. And the light bulb went on and I thought, yeah, that's very important. You know, fuel injection, as you know, Randy, fuel injection can cost up to eight grand right now. Yeah, but that uh, that was that was the thing about this guy's deal is he's got a about fifteen hundred bucks into the fuel injection. Uh, is he using a standard fuel injection or is he using a toilet bowl or what's using, he using? Using a stock throttle body. Okay. Yep. 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 That makes sense. Uh, and, some and, of these and, and these stock these stock throttle bodies are nice because they either work or they don't. If it doesn't work, get another one. Right, exactly, exactly. Yep. You know, all you've got is a throttle position sensor. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, throttle position sensor, mass airflow sensor, and an O2 sensor. We talked about going to a throttle body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. We talked about that. But, you know, you can buy a used carburetor for 300 bucks. You know, the, you, and it works. You can it get, works fine. You can get a used forty four twelve for cheaper than that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, it gets back to what are people comfortable with? You know, and we yep. we just talked about it. You know, racers hate change; they hate it. And so, one of the reasons we couldn't get people to jump on the three sixty thing around here, and there's a lot of reasons why, but it, it has it has fuel injection. And what do ninety eight percent of the cars around here have? carburation yeah and so you know neil had some really good insight on that and you know i've taken it we've all taken it from there and i i don't know if we need to ever change this you know obviously 10 years down the line something might be different and we'll have to look at it but right now i'm extremely comfortable with the carburation and where it's at and you know the there's some people out there that think we should go to a four barrel 
And there's so many reasons why we've stayed with the two barrel. And it was in hindsight, it was the right decision to make. And so we're really happy with it. So tell me a little bit more about this guy in Ohio. Uh, is he talking to Kaylee? Is he talking to you? Who's well, he talking to? He, he was talking to us through the uh, Facebook page. Oh, through, sure. Through the messenger yep. on the Northern Renegades non-wing sprint yep. car series Facebook page. So I got yep. to see the conversation and get involved in it a little bit too. And mm-hmm. he's really basically just using a stock LS. Um, yep. Except for there was a couple of differences. I think he had different heads in it. Okay. Um, where that's all where all the power is made. And I'm trying to remember what all was different. But I mean, it it was it was one of those things. It was intriguing to me because if the environmentalists keep doing their crap, yeah, I know, uh, I know. I could see where this would be a huge thing in Southern California. Well. Just keep in mind, Randy, it may not happen in my time, but we're heading towards electric engines yep. in everything. I mean, there's going to come a time where the our society is going to know nothing but electric, and they're not even going to know what a internal combustion engine is. And so we have to be ready for that. Um, eventually, there are going to be racetracks on the on the race on the track, and all you're going to hear is the t- are the tires and the rear ends. You know, the quick change rear end makes makes a, a humming noise or whatever you want to call it. That's all you're going to hear. So we have to change with those times. And, again, I don't think it's going to be in my time, but I've got it on my radar. I've definitely got it on my radar. And Kaylee knows, and I've told him this, and I'll keep telling him this, you know, once I'm gone or I'm not around or I can't do this anymore, you have to keep that in mind because you have, we have to keep five steps ahead of everything. Right. You know, we're already planning for five years down the line right now. And you and I just talked about a little bit of it. If the, if the LS that we're using right now is in short supply or the short block, it doesn't have any supply. You know, we got to make, we got to, we got to make some changes. And so we're already talking about that for five years down the line. If we're just talking about this year or next year, we'll be in trouble. So um, we're planning all the time. We're doing that strategic planning. Right. So this this guy in Ohio is he is he running on dirt? Is he running on asphalt? Dirt. And who's he running with? I'm not sure. I I was just looking through here trying to find the uh, the thread where we were talking about it. Yeah. Because it it turned out that it was actually in the comments on something. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking through trying to find it. And how how did he hear about us? I don't really know for sure. I never asked. Okay. Because I've had people yeah. contact me from both Indiana and Ohio, and I'm wondering if this is just, you know, word of mouth type of thing or, or what it might be. Right. Hey, the guy's name, the first name was Jake. Okay. And All right. he's, he says he's running a five three a junkyard 5.3 against open engines this year, and he has, yep. he has EFI, though. Actually costs less than a carb setup, he claims. Um, mm. I'm looking at this. Yeah, but what, what's it going to do to the engine itself? It's going to wear it off faster. Because he's making more horsepower than we are. Probably a Cause little. Because he diff- he's got the... Well, he put the well, different heads on it. He's got the 799 head castings, milled down, and flat yep. top pistons. Yeah. It's a micro, yep. micro squirt LS uh, ECU. And he's running E85 injectors with a cam-driven pump. Okay. It'd be interesting to talk to him. It'd it's, be really uh, interesting to talk to him. I I I, I want to take I want to let him run it for another year, and then talk yep. to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, you know, I agree. So, did he run it this past year? Or is he going to be running it this coming year? He's going to be doing it this coming year. Like, oh yeah, we got probably we gotta like know now. What he's doing. You know, right? Yeah, and right. But that, that's what I'm saying, though, is you know we're looking at probably ten years, and you know, we could be looking at having to do this same thing. I agree. Because I agree, you just never know. Carburetors you never know. Carburetors may become a thing of the past, and nobody will be making them anymore. And 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 you could be right. 
you could be right. They actually came out with a carburetor, not this not this past year, but the year before. It's a four-barrel carburetor that's as close to a fuel injection as you can get, but yet it's still a carburetor. And it costs five grand. Yeah. Five grand. So if, if carburetors are heading that way, you're darn right we're going to have to take a look at something else. Well, and then you got, you've also so, got to take a look at um, the fuel injection technologies, the Fitech fuel injection. Right. Bolt-on carburetor yep. style. Uh, yep. Self-learning, yep. uh, you know. I know some guys that have them, and once they get them programmed and tuned, they absolutely swear by them. Swear by them, sure. not at them. Sure. <laughs> you know? And, and you, know, you know who are the best people for this? That you know, We've talked about the racers hate change, but I will tell you that the racers, it, and I'm just, I'm just kidding when I say that, and to a certain point it's true for all of us, but the racers are the ones that will come to us and say, hey, have you, have you looked into this? Yep. You know, I think it would be good. And so they're the ones that, that tip us off to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So um, they'll they'll let us know. They'll let us know what they think uh, is good for the, the, the majority of the people out there. And so and we, we have to listen to that and we will listen to that. So yep. we got some really cool, cool people involved in our series that uh, are really looking out for what we're doing. And we appreciate that. And so I know that if something better comes along or if something's not working anymore, they'll, they'll help us with that. Yeah, they'll we'll, definitely uh, help us with that. And we look for that. And, and, and we'll be taking a look at it constantly. I realize that we're in the middle of a 10-year rule freeze. I mean, we're just starting it. Yep. But yep. that doesn't mean that we can't keep our eyes on the future. That's and we have see to. see what's coming. I mean, it just – Yeah. And Jake – I, I don't want to put his last name out there because I don't want to like sure sure <laughs> you know I don't want to have people flooding yep. his Facebook going what the hell are you doing you know don't put uh, my last name out there either okay what Bernhagen no <laughs> <laughs> you're a whole different story right. everybody knows you're ugly mug already <laughs> all right but, well, you know okay. I, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to single him out for anything or cause him right. any undue things with people flooding his Facebook or looking for him and right. there being 3000 people going why it's not me <laughs> right right well you know what you know what this is telling telling us Randy there are people out there that realize that what we have right now the 360 the 305 the 410 is getting out of hand and people are looking at alternatives yeah all right and we have to, because let's face it, you know, again, we are grassroots racing. We are for the, the person that, ha and we've said this over and over again, we're for the person that has that job, that family, that mortgage, and you can't afford a $30,000 305 to go race for a couple hundred bucks that you have to have rebuilt at the end of the season or in the middle of the season and, and try and keep your car on the track. Right. You know, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And so people are taking it upon themselves. To start doing this, I mean, we got a kid in in California that's already built an LS engine based on our rules, and there's nobody out there doing it because he knows it needs to be changed out there because they're they're losing their sport out there. They're losing the sport of sprint car racing out in California. Yeah, and so there the, the are people class, that are putting it on their shoulders to do it. The bigger classes are cubic dollar racing. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, and Don't so. You know, it, it, and you know what, Randy? It's not going to get any cheaper. It's not, no. and it's not getting any cheaper. And so, you know, we have to stop the craziness. And, and if it takes a small little series like us, the Renegade brand, to do this, I'm all in. I'm all in. You know, there's, there's nothing better than having somebody come up to me and saying, you know, thank you for allowing me to be able to race a sprint car because I can afford this. And, it, and that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So, right. uh, so that's that's what we're going to keep doing. That's what we're all about. And anybody that wants to come towards us and, and, and get some help on it, we're we're all in. We're all and, in. So I hear music in the background. What are you listening to? I got some playlist playing in the background. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> this song is actually one by Brothers Osborne. Um, yeah, who's that? A country group. I live in the country, but I don't listen to country. The, the name of the song is Weed, Whiskey, and Willie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. And I'm like, I, I huh. promise you, I haven't been doing either one of those <laughs> before we talked here. Well, you I probably promise. shouldn't have been doing any of the three. No. Weed, weed whiskey, no. or Willie. No. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> I mean, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about again? I don't remember. Were we supposed to be spiffing? We were, be talking about something? We were kind of having a little bit of a BS session that was headed towards the CT525 dino session. Oh. Because I haven't had a chance. Oh. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. Uh, since we talked to David, and yeah, I, I do. I, I, I wanted I do to see. Remember, you know. I'm just kind of basically checking up and seeing if there's any new developments or anything that you guys have come up with. Yeah. Based on that Dino yeah. session, I know there were some things that were yeah. concerning David, and the CT525 you know. makes a lot of torque at the bottom end of the range. Yeah, you know, that was, what, month, month and a half ago, and I have yeah. problems with last Tuesday, but I'll try and reach back <laughs> in the back back of my pea brain and uh, remember. But we're going to have to go even farther back. You know, four years ago, Randy, I could see that our, our 360 wing program was dying. And so I was I was searching for anything I could get out there that might help save the program. Yeah. And so during the PRI show, I headed down to uh, Indianapolis for the PRI show because I heard this this engine called the CT525 was going to be on display there. And I had talked to the guy that was going to have it on display there a couple of weeks beforehand. And he says, we are specifically making this to run against the 360s out there because nobody can afford to keep the 360s on the track anymore. Um, 376 cubic inches on a four-barrel carburetor. You know, aluminum heads, aluminum uh, block, you know, they could make it up to 600, 625 horsepower, which wasn't going to be that far off from uh, where the 360s are. And the price was 17 grand, plug and play, basically ready to go into your car. So I made the trip down there and I was pretty excited about it. And we did get three teams to jump on board to buy that, you know, Jeff Peller sells, um, uh, Harry Hansen and, and Carter Chevalier, uh, they tried to help us save the 360 program by getting these CT525s. Uh, the unfortunate thing we, we ended up uh, having happen to us is, you know, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Right. And we put this engine into Chris Graff's car, and they learned something that weekend. Uh, we basically blew the engine up. Uh, uh, and it was because of the, yeah, because of the power steering, something to do with his power steering. And so our first impression wasn't good. Uh, our second impression wasn't good, and we don't have to get into that. But we still had three people that jumped on board to try and do this to help save the, the series. And in the end, we couldn't do it. So we had, three, we had three teams here that had the CT525, and we came up with a new set of rules for our wing program, and we tried to make the CT525 fit into it. And so we allowed... Uh, two teams, uh, Harry and Carter, to have the CT525 this past year um, with the help of uh, Don in Ohio, we put a restrictor under it, and um, it was pretty easy to see that the CT525 had an advantage on the track, and when we went to the dyno back in January, because we didn't get to it before the season started, um, we kind of did this in arrears, and it was a little bit backwards, but... Uh, when we brought it to the um, dyno back in January, we found out that they did indeed have a little bit of a, an advantage uh, on the torque, not on the horsepower, but on the torque this past year. And again, you could see that on the racetrack. And so, you know, again, this is 376 horse uh, cubic inch. Um, it's aluminum block. It's aluminum heads. And you're right. It has got a lot of torque. And so on the dyno, we played with it. We put some restrictors on it, and we did some other things to try and get it uh, to the point where we could blend it in with our current wing rules. And we thought we think we got there, uh, but again, the torque is so they got they've got an advantage with the torque. There, there's just no two ways about it. And you and you said it um, that 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 engine makes a lot of torque, and so and, you and, know and, and that. Go ahead. 
And un- unfortunately, where that torque is in the band, there's no way to kill it anymore. There isn't. And and you could see Harry was pulling a two to three car lengths coming out of turn two and coming out of turn four. You know, that's not all engine. You know, a lot of that has to do with Harry and his equipment. Harry's a great driver. But you're right. We, we cannot kill it uh, completely. We could get it close. And the other thing we're dealing with, Randy, <clears throat> and this is a big deal in racing right now, and this is why racing is hurting so bad right now, the perception is if we allow, if we you know were to go ahead and allow this engine because officially it's not allowed yet we just let it we tested it this past year the perception of that engine that if somebody goes out Harry or Carter and wins three four five uh, features in a row which Harry actually did last year yeah. the teams are going to think they need that to win in the series and the series is going to die and so after talking extensively with Kaylee and with David and actually with uh, uh, Carter and his dad, uh, not so much with, with Harry because Harry already put a different engine in his uh, car for this coming year. We have decided that uh, we got a good thing going here with what we got, and we've decided not to allow the CT525 going forward. Um, so just to, clar- it, just it, to clarify that, the CT525 isn't allowed in the wing class anymore. Yeah, you know, we got rid of it. I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) It wasn't allowed in the traditionals at all last year. No, that is correct. Not at all. But now moving forward for the 2020 season, the CT525 is not allowed in the wing program. That's correct. That is correct. Um, You know, it's a great engine, and we did some cost analysis on it. In fact, we had the help of... uh, the National Sprint Car Council helped us do a cost analysis on it. Right. And if, yeah, it's the most expensive engine to buy up front, but this thing is going to last, you know, fill in the blank. We don't even know how long it's going to last. Um, it was just as cost effective as, as the engines out there that we're allowing right now. But again, it's that perception. And, you know, we we gear ourselves towards the average person. The average person cannot afford a $17,000 engine. They just no. can't. No, and, and, so, and, and when it's a, a series built for the working man by the working man, correct. the working man has a pretty good idea of what's affordable, what's not, exactly. and, and still be exactly. able to maintain that family and the house and the, keep the kids in their sports and that type of thing. And that's, but then again, the racer in all of us says, we need to be faster. Well, <laughs> and that's, that, that's where that perception comes right? You're right, Randy, but that's where that perception comes in. Our industry is all about going faster. Look at drag racing. You know, they're, <laughs> they, they, they shorten it down to 1,000 feet, okay? Yeah, they're that, still going, what, 300 and, you know, you fill in the blank for three, me. 338 at, at Arizona last weekend. Okay, and, and are they down in the twos yet, or are they no, still in the threes? No, Brittany Force at Arizona went uh, 364 at 337 and change. Okay, all right. So, you know, the, the cost of that speed right now, what I've heard is fifty to $60,000 per run. Okay? Right in that neighborhood. At, at some point, this needs to stop. Why do we have to continue to go faster and faster and faster? I mean, the number one thing for me, it, there's two things. One is safety, and two is the, 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 the event itself. You know, the, the, we put on a show for people, and if all you're doing is following each other around the track all night, which these 900-horsepower sprint cars are doing it, that gets old. Yep. I know somebody who's working on a wi- on the wing for the upper echelons of, of sprint car racing because nobody can pass anybody anymore. You know that side drafting crap that they talk about in NASCAR? Yep. That's, and the dirty air that's happening in sprint car racing right now because everybody's going so fast. So so where does it stop? Well, and they've got so damn you know, much wing angle in the cars. Well, because, yeah. because they can. Yeah. You know, back in the 80s and the early 90s when they only had 500, 600 horsepower, they couldn't have that wing angle way up there, and now they've got it up there. And they're so planted to the ground that the, the, the show is not any good anymore. And so where does it stop? And, yes, everybody 
thinks we need to be going faster and faster. But, you know, get the average fan up in the stands at one of our shows. They don't know what kind of tire is on there. They don't know what kind of engine is in there. All they know is that we're putting on a good event, and they're pretty darn fast cars, and that's what they came to see. You know, you know? and in, in my opinion, and I may be way wrong because, well, you know, that shit happens once in a while. God, Kaylee's going to make me edit that out. Um. Oh, don't say that again. You'll be if you only say it once, you'll be okay. <laughs> but the people in the grandstands, in my opinion, want to see good, solid, competitive racing, which means that there's some side by side stuff, some passing, uh, a couple of slide jobs here and there. Uh, every now and then, a slide job might get a little dirty and raise some. Ooh, but you know, <clears throat> that's the kind of thing that they want to see. They don't really want to see a pack of 25 guys driving around like it's Sunday afternoon and just kind of hanging out. And I, well, I dry slick tracks. Isn't that what I know? Make me crazy. I know. I, I know. Me too. Me too. You know. But isn't that what dirt track, circle track racing is all about? I mean, you just described, you defined what it is, and that's not what it is anymore. And you're right. We're drying out the tracks really quick because of the wide tires, and they're spinning them. And, you know, by feature time, you go to a World of Outlaw race, by feature time, they say the best part of a World of Outlaw feature is when they get into lap traffic. Yeah. Okay? Because there's, now, there's now the drivers actually have that. to drive. Now they have to drive, and they can pass. Yeah. You know? And so there's something really wrong with that. And so we believe we put on... A, a great event and with entertainment that people come to see. Um, you know, when the World of Outlaws pull in with their 18 wheelers and their 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 brand and their names and all that, that's a big deal. But after about you know three shows and you're you know you're you're counting all the passes in one night on one hand, there's a problem. So there's a certain amount of fans that like that. There, there really is. But, you know, most people come and they want to be entertained. And we don't entertain them with, with lightning-fast cars. And, and, and I don't want to entertain them with lightning-fast cars. We want to entertain them with down-to-earth people who have a pretty dang fast car and they put on a really good show for people. And they can come back next week and do it again because they can afford to do it. That's, that's our brand, and that's what we want to do. But you, you, did, you defined it, Randy. Um, you know, that, that's why people come to racing. They want to see side-by-side racing. They want to be able to see somebody come from the back or the middle of the pack. Um, they want they want to see a change for the lead. And, and how many times, I, I'd be interested to know how many World of Allah wins came from the first or second row last year. I bet you it's the vast majority. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know that stat. I really honestly don't. Yeah, know. I don't either. I don't either. You know, so... Yeah, and so, yeah, getting back to what we originally started about this conversation, people <laughs> want to go faster and faster, but I, I don't know why. I, I don't understand why. I mean, our society, and you know this, Randy, it's a societal thing. Our society says that faster, bigger, whatever is, is better, and, and I've always lived my life that that isn't, the, that isn't it, you know? Well, uh, when I, I grew up, we lived in... 800, 900,000 square foot homes. And now we've got five, six, seven, eight thousand square foot homes. So that, you know, that's, that's the reason why we keep going faster in racing is because our society says we have to. And I pisses me well, off. Well, from a driver's perspective, I understand the need for speed. Because the I do faster too, but you they have go, to pay for that too. Right. I understand that. Yeah. But the, the faster you're going, the harder it is to maintain that control because yeah. when you're on a dirt track, there's a fine line between love and hate. Oh yeah. I mean, I've seen it. <laughs> Josh Brayford <laughs> steps over it more often than anybody. That's why the King of Donuts is his nickname. Yeah. You know, that guy does more three sixties in a corner. Than... <laughs> I, I told I him agree. one night, I said, you know, dude, heats are only 10 laps. You don't need to do 12 in the corner. 
Yeah, he, he does an extra lap with his 360 every time. You know, he should he, he probably should be, really, he should be scored ahead of everybody because he's put that extra lap in, and the other ones haven't yet. Ah, shush, you're going to give him an argument against you. <laughs> but, you know, I, again, we're going against society, basically, with this, Randy. We're, we're staying put for 10 years, and our society moves forward. And with technology, when it comes to you know, uh, curing diseases, and when it comes to the safety in our, our race cars, that technology and moving forward is fantastic. And you can fill in the blank anywhere you want. But with speed, it costs money to do that. And, you know, we, again, 98% of our sport is made up from the, with the common person. Yeah. And we base our rules off of 2% of the people that have the money. And it's just, it's just ass backwards. So, um, pretty much, I, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, I'm comfortable with this. We tried to make the CT 525 work. We weren't able to do it, you know, call it a, call it a failure. I don't know, call it anything you want, but we're, you know, this Randy, you and I and Kaylee and most everybody involved in this, we're very, very protective of what we have. Right. And we don't want to upset that cart. And we believe this would have upset that a lot. I, I really think oh, it would have been a lot. I agree with you. Because after, yeah, after, after, and you know, the thing that surprised me, I'm, I'm going to change gears on you here now because um, we did the 5.3 versus the 604 dyno last yep. week. Last Friday. And I still remember that, actually. The, the 604 numbers surprised me. Yeah. Because, yeah. because they were really low from what I was expecting. Well, I, I talked to somebody after that that's very familiar with the 604, and this person said that if they would have done a few more tweaks to it and had a little more time, because they actually had problems with the 604, uh, with the I, I can't remember what they had the problem with. Well, I know it had a bad it, mag you know, said, to start. That's what it was. It was the mag, and we sat there for an hour and a half and twiddled our thumbs, and so by the time we started getting pulls, um, it was getting t- close to the end of the day, and this person that I was talking to, and this is really where it should be, said we could get that up to about 450 horsepower. And probably, you know, the torque a little bit more than where it was. Where was the torque? 426 or something like that? I don't think it was that high. I think it was like 416. I, okay. I mean, there there wasn't a real large gap between um, between the, the torque and the horsepower. I mean, the, no, be- you're the right. best it I was saw. Real close. Uh, yeah. If I remember right, the best that I saw it do was uh, 430 horsepower at 412 yep. pounds of torque. Okay. Okay. Yep. I think I think you're right on that. And so, you know, I, and again, we need to have these numbers. We can't be just guessing at it. We have to know what's going on because, again, we don't want to upset the cart, and we want to be educated in this thing of what we think we should do and what we think we should not do. Um, this 604, if you bought it, you know, top to bottom locally, it's not that bad of a price. Right. But you can buy it from a builder, somebody who's built it out and got it ready for you. You can spend almost fourteen grand on this thing. Right. You know. Oh yeah. That's, that's, I, that's not yeah. cheap. 40, 4,900 RPM, it was 425 foot-pounds of torque. And okay, okay. It was 430 uh, horsepower from basically yep. 5,700 to 6,200. Okay. So it, yeah. it maxed out sense. and didn't do anything else. And then... After that. It had a slow decline after that, but it stayed in that 425, 430 range for a about 1200 rpm sure yeah yeah i mean it's a good engine i mean it you know it's got aluminum heads on it yeah it, it weighs 50 it weighs 50 pounds less than the ls and so you know there's one team right now that uses the 604 they're gonna have to put 50 pounds of uh, weight on their motor plate that's all there that's all there is to it um so we found that out so that was good to know and, you know, we found out the numbers. And, again, I think if we worked with it for a while, we would have been able to get 15, 20 more horsepower out of it because that's where it's supposed to be. Um, and I know it's got good torque because I saw it on the track last year. You know, uh, yeah. 
Lucas Belansky, he'd make a little mistake on it, and he'd get right back on it. He's a gasser, and I could see the torque in the thing. And so, you know, he ran well with it. You know, he, he ran really well with it. And so we have some decisions to make. You know, we did it with both the four-barrel and the two-barrel, and I'm very, very comfortable with allowing this in the uh, wing division as our uh, crate engine option. Very comfortable with that. Um, but again, I'm hearing from a lot of people in the traditional program. Why are we talking about changing this? It's perfect where it's at. And so we we'll aren't. have to look at that. <laughs> we aren't. What's that? <laughs> we aren't looking yeah. at changing it. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah. you know, we got to get to a point where we just say, okay, this is where we're at and this is where it's going to be. And so, um, but again, we're very comfortable with it. I mean, shoot. You know this, Randy. Miles out there in North Dakota, you got almost thirty brand new teams. It all yeah. hasn't turned a wheel. And I, I, I'm going to have more than ten new teams. You guys are going to have more than ten new teams. And I, I think Miles, I think Miles has got fifteen guys that came out of retirement. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That I am not surprised. You know, um, yeah. I, I think he's got fifteen that came out of retirement. I know he's got like eight or nine crossovers. That are coming from uh-huh, a different class. They just sold that. their stuff off and, yep. and bought sprint car stuff. And uh, every track in the state out there seems to want to work with him. Well, and again, you get back to the point where, you know, the, the roller, the chassis hasn't changed in 20 years. Right. So you can buy a 10-year-old car and be competitive, whereas in a modified or a late model or fill in the blank, you can't do that. And again, this LS option and the other options we have, you really can build a $5,000 engine and be competitive. We proved it. We proved it on Friday. That engine, that with that LS engine we dynoed, um, is up by you guys. Um, yeah, and again. And, and the guy that got it, it is only, excited and terrified all at the same time. Oh, he should be. He should be. He absolutely should be. I would be, too. But he's within five power of, of that big big dollar engine that we did back in january yeah, he's so pretty w- cool. within five horse and like seven torque seven, yeah, seven foot exactly. pounds of torque i mean it, it's unreal the the motor that dj put together against that big one that Isn't uh that great carter had and you know yeah, no it's great and we were talking about that that's less than three percent and when yeah. you and when you bore yeah. these things over even going 60 over you're still increasing by less than three percent exactly exactly and so i mean it makes total sense and if you blow one up you know what did dj say 500 and some bucks plus you know you got to buy the core yeah. obviously yeah, and if you're going to rebuild it or whatever yeah it all depends but it isn't it isn't fifteen thousand dollars you right. know what i mean it's 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 a couple thousand maybe yeah Dep- depending maybe. on how bad so, you shatter it but exactly. then again the bottom end of the thing is designed to withstand 8,000 horsepower or 8,000 8, RPM. And I think DJ said that the 2005 or newer are the ones with the uh, thicker uh, the, rods. The heavier, the bigger, heavier rods, a little more heft right. to them. That'll that'll yep, take some more exactly. RPM. Because yep, I mean, he exactly. said he said that he had that one motor that Cobbs sawed in half, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cobbs, Cobbs. I'm I'm not so sure how to pronounce that last name. So. It's Cobbs. Yeah, it's Rick Cobbs. Okay, but sorry, he knew Rick. that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> but Rick knew that was coming. What? He knew it. You know, he he winds his up pretty high, and he had the uh, an older LS engine in there, and he yeah. he he actually couldn't believe that it lasted as long as it did. So he was happy with it. And you know they're going to go with a little heavier deal, like like DJ suggests that they should. And yep. uh, I have every every confidence that uh, you know he's going to be just fine with it. You know we had again at the beginning of the year this past year, the beginning of the race season, we had some naysayers. We had guys, we had people, I should say, coming up to us, calling us, talking behind our back, saying, you know, ah, you guys made a mistake. This isn't going to work. Blah blah blah. But you know, in the end. It, it is working, and it is it is a good deal. And this is this is this came from some of the old school people who don't like the LS option, and from some other people who don't like me, and some <laughs> other people. That, imagine that, huh? <laughs> don't there's, like me. <laughs> there's nothing we can do about the naysayers that don't like you, but you know. <laughs> no, there's no. That's a double whammy that there's never going to be able to do anything about. So, 
Um, but, you know, in the end, we proved that it does work. Once we figured out what the issue was, um, it was pretty simple. It was a simple fix, but it was uh, doing a number on the engines, and uh, we took care of that. And uh, so I, I, I can't be happier. Again, I can't be happier with the situation. And again, and the people that, that the old school people that want that old school engine, it's still a great option. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And as long as it doesn't cost an arm and a leg to put something like that together, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be allowed. And so we're in a good spot right now, Randy, we're in a really good spot. Yeah. Um, and and, and spe- I, I'm super happy about it. And for the series to get out and spend the money to do the dyno time. Granted, they didn't yep. go out, the series didn't go out and buy these motors, but they got a hold yep. of, you guys got a hold of competitors in the series and said, Hey, you got a motor ready yep. that we can borrow? You want to yep. put it on the dyno? Yep. You know, let's take a look at these yep. things. And you compared a high dollar LS to a, I, w- I want to call it a standard duty. <laughs> there you go. Not a low dollar. You don't want to say that? Well, a, a, low, a low dollar LS is something you'd put together for about 1200 bucks. Well, that's Kaylee's engine, the one he used to have in his car. Well, yeah. that, Kaylee's concoction of like six different engines. <laughs> right, exactly, and that was a low, low dollar engine. Yeah. But, but and, look at he competed with it. He competed with it. Yeah, but then you you took and, and he, the high dollar and the standard duty, and then you took a CT five twenty five and a six hundred four, and you put them yep. all on the dyno. Yep. All of that yep. costs money, and the it series does. did it for no other reason than to find out where the problems are. Well, and, like we said, Randy, we're very, very protective of this thing, and we'll we'll continue to be that way, and that's why we did it. Yeah, and and that that was we'll, the point I was getting at is the LS motor. It doesn't matter if it's high dollar or or standard duty. Um, they're dead competitive. They are now, DJ. They are DJ. was forward thinking enough to do some cam research? And try some things, yep. and he found a cam package that works and creates yep. power and torque. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. Kudos yep. to him. Uh, God, now I can't think of the name. <laughs> Midwest Motor Works. <laughs> That's what it is. With W-O-R-X. Yes. That's what it is. DJ Vadness and, and, and Midwest Motor Works have put together this yep. motor for about 3700 bucks. Um, yep. That proved that it's every bit as good as the higher dollar LS motors. So And what's the name of the driver that got this engine? Jake. And Jake paid for the uh, intake and he paid for the carburetor and once you put those two things together yep. um with what DJ did, you got under a $5,000 engine. Yeah. And and you know, it was kind of funny talking to DJ because uh Jake actually ordered his intake and carb through Rob Cahoe at TCB Speed North. Uh-huh. So good, DJ, good, good way to do it. DJ and Rob work together and, you know, parts supplier and, and engine builder. So they've worked together on this package. Uh, mostly it's DJ Vadness's brainchild that yep. got him into this. And yep. he, he can start you off with a core or you supply him a core and go from yeah. there. And he said, you know, 3,700, I'll go high side 4,500. You know, I, I'm not sure, but you know, 37 to $4,500 right in that neighborhood for a absolutely competitive motor. Now, absolutely. I know, absolutely. I know Jake, Jake got the numbers and I know that he's excited as hell because that motor is as strong as it is, but he's also terrified now because if he goes out and doesn't do well on the track, he can't blame the motor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to him. You know, we can't do anything about that. And I, I heard that he looked pretty good at the arriving drive. He did. So I, I have, I have every confidence he's going to be fine. He, but it's going to take him a year or two to get used to it. It might even take him longer. It ain't going to take him. That but getting long. back to. Well, I'll be excited to see that. That'll be fun to watch. But getting back to DJ, you know, he's taken it a step further. He's got this, uh, he's got a Facebook page that he started. I think it's called LS Sprint Cars. 
and there's a bunch of people up there already answering different questions for everybody. You know, DJ and Ryan and the people who have used LS engines can answer. Uh, Josh can answer all these questions for people. And so there are people out there answering questions, and these guys are out there answering for them. They're putting pictures out there, giving them examples. And how cool is that? How cool is that? That you you not only have somebody that can build an engine for you, um, that can support you, but the people that want to do it on their own, they can get all the answers that they want through this LS Sprint Car uh, Facebook page. That's, so a, that's the Renegades that, that's Nation. That's unbelievable. That's the Renegades Nation, baby. <laughs> there you go, man. We're here to help. We're you here know? to help. And so, you know, with without without the cool people we have involved in this series, it doesn't happen. You know, it isn't just one person. It isn't just two people. It's everybody. And but, again. It, it, there's a lot that goes into that. You know, we're not covering up our engines. We're not covering up our rear ends, trying so nobody can see what we're doing. You know, because we got low dollar stuff. Everybody's trying to uh, share what they've got and how they learned it. That's that's what grassroots racing is all about, yep. and that's why we have the culture we have. Yes. So it's really fun. And it's it, really really fun to be a part of. And it's really fun to watch these guys walk through the pits and talking to each other. And giving each other oh, a hard great. time. <laughs> you know. yeah, it's great. It's great. I mean, you show up, we get back to the world of all laws again, man. That is dog eat dog. That's how you put the food on the table. And I've talked to some of these guys, and oh my goodness, I don't know how they last in that environment. I would never last. I would never want to be the race director in that thing. I Every night I'd end up in the corner with my diaper on and sucking my thumb and getting in the fetal position and say, I'll see you in an hour. You know? what, what, what are you talking about being a, you do that an hour as it is well that, you're right uh, you're, I forgot about that I do do that every night don't I so it, it'd be even worse I'd be there before the night even started then. So. <laughs> where's Ron hiding in the corner with his blanket <laughs> so again I, I just I you know it, it Randy it's been a 20 year process maybe even longer to get where we've gotten and you know again somebody tried to take that away from us last year and i dug in they don't know who they're 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 working against here and there's a lot of people who have spent a lot of money to get where we're at and a lot of time and we're going to be very very protective of this and you know i've got people telling me you know all that asking me all the time why don't you do it this way you know why don't you have the fuel injection why don't you do this why don't you do that and it, those are really easy answer questions to answer. So, um, you know, again, with the help from you and Kaylee and Miles and Eric, Shikwabagan? Shikwabagan. Shikwabagan? Shikwabagan? I don't know what it is. But, you know, with Eric's help and... You know, we're not going to get the Southern Minnesota series uh, officially started this year. We do have some shows that we're going to have, and it's going to be just called the Southern series, and people will see that when we release our next uh, schedule here, which I hope I can do this week yet. Um, you know, with all, without, without all those people buying in on this and everybody doing it, the, the buying the cars and putting the cars together, you know, this would have never happened. And so we're all very, most of us are all very protective of this thing. And so I feel, you know, that it's in a good spot, not only because of where we are with our rules, but who's involved in the whole situation. Right. And, you know, we've got some great support in this series, not just, not just the drivers themselves, but you got Rob, you got RC Hammer, you know, Rob Cahill at TCB Speed North, helping out with the cars and the parts and, uh, Absolutely, he can refab things on your on the chassis. Uh, yeah, help with setup, teach you how to square your car yep. up, uh, both yep. front and rear. Absolutely, um, absolutely. <laughs> Mark, All the drivers Mark, out there need to trust him, and he is so good at what he does. Mark Chevalier at P One Performance, uh, yep. great yep. place to get cars, tires, parts for the cars, and a knowledgeable guy himself. Very smart Absolutely individual. He is. You know, very, very you know, smart. Very. Um, yes. Brandon yep. Palm, he's out helping people find yep. stuff. He's good with the technical aspects and good with engine help. Yep. Uh, yep. Joe Kuba. 
Eric Becker, Eric Becker, the, you know, Eric. <clears throat> Randy, two years ago, we did not have a part supplier around here. No, and now you got three of them. A, I know. You, you know, had to get it in Iowa or you had to get it in South Dakota or wherever. And now we've got part suppliers here that can basically supply everything and, and, and do all the work that needs to be done, yep. too. How cool is that? And, you know? And local area engine builders. Down there, you've got DJ Gladness exactly. and Midwest Motorworks. And yep. up here, yep. we've, we've got Eric at Perfect Performance, who's also going to have a car this year. Oh, cool. That <laughs> yeah. is awesome. He, he's got a car. In the, I don't expect to see him a whole lot at the track, but he does have a car in the garage that he's been building over the course of the winter, and I think it's actually oh one my gosh. that he bought from Lance Solom. Oh, gotcha. Because I know gotcha. Lance had one. And then he went and bought one from, uh, he bought one of RC Hammer's cars. Okay. So Solom's, okay. Solom's got his car. Teal Arneson's got a car. Eric Anderson's got a car. Uh, Jake Barsness, him and a buddy of his both have cars. Um, and Jake, I don't, I don't think it's going to take Jake as long as you think to figure it out. Jake, mm-hmm. Jake was a, a really, really solid runner in Grand Rapids and Hibbing in the Pure Stock class. And okay. You, you could have started All him right. 18th, and he'd be in the top five by the end of the race. Well, and, you know, that's one of the joys of, of what I do is I get to watch these drivers develop, at, not only as drivers but as human beings. Yep. And that's, that's it, it doesn't get any better than this. And, you know, getting back to, to other people that help, you know, Ryan Johnson. Yep. Um, he, he just got involved last year, and <clears throat> he's very heavily involved in the series now, and he's built some engines, and, uh, you know, he's great with the with the engine aspect and the car aspect and him, helping people. I mean, doesn't get any better than that. Him, Rick Coves. Uh, yep, Rick. Yeah, Josh, yep. Josh Brayford. He, he can do anything. He's a magician at car. Um, get get some uh, get some bailing wire and some uh, duct tape some, and, uh, and some plumber strap. He, he can do it. <laughs> he can do it. So you know, and then and then, no, we got some special Ke- people involved. And Kevin Kevin Vibrock, 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 uh, Vibrock. Yep. You know, yep. And his parts suppliers, uh, Hoosier Tire North, uh, just yep. D- Dakota Engines. I- they do LSs and yeah. small block Chevys. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's just so many great people that are working behind the scenes and are willing to step up and share their information and try to help keep everybody and get everybody level. You know, <sighs> that, that's really important. I mean, again, five years ago, we didn't have any of that, and and little by little, this thing has taken off. And that's why people want to be involved in it. And so we're thankful for that. We're definitely thankful for that. And, you know, what we've built, what all of us has built, and, you know, we all need to be proud of that. Because, again, Kaylee's building a sprint car program in an area that's never had sprint cars before. It's always struggled in the Twin Cities area. You know, it hasn't been out in North Dakota since the 70s. It's never been in the area where Eric is over there in Wisconsin, and he's got a ton of interest over there so you know and and dj he's taking calls from all over the country uh for what he's doing here and so it's just a matter of time randy it's just a matter (laughs) of time before this thing takes off more than it even is now and 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 you know this we're working on managing that we have to work on managing that and so we're spending quite a bit of time doing that and so um it could take a while to get there uh, on managing it the best way but uh Again, we're. I think we all need to be really proud of what we built here. I right. really do. So and you, I, I thank everybody out there that that has done that. I'm humbled by it, and it, it's it's great. And you know, for what was going to be a 15 minute conversation, we've been on the phone for an hour. What the heck, huh? <laughs> what the heck? I'm sorry again. I apologize for that. No, nope. uh, people nope. have got to be getting tired of listening to this crappy voice here. <laughs> well, so. how do you think they feel about hearing mine every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I enjoy this. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, if we can educate people a little bit on this and we can bring a smile to their face, um, that's what this is all about. You know, this isn't all about technology. It, it, some of this is about the human aspect 
of racing, and that's what it needs to be about. And uh, I enjoy doing it. So, Randy, I thank you and Kaylee for for doing this. Um, it's really helping out our brand, and it's really helping educate people of, of what we're doing it and why we're doing it. So, I just really appreciate you doing what you're doing. Not a problem. I've been having a lot of fun getting right. getting to know the guys behind the scenes a little bit, and yeah, you know, yeah, and getting the personalities out there. <laughs> Isn't that great? There's an eclectic bunch here, I tell you what. <laughs> Absolutely there is, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It, it, you know, you know, NASCAR has gotten vanilla, and IndyCar has gotten vanilla. We're not vanilla. We are chocolate, pineapple, and strawberry, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, that, that's another great part eating? of this whole thing. What, I'm not eating anything. i got to go home and have dinner. You're keeping me from my dinner. No, you said chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry, and I'm like, ah. Well, you know, I was thinking about a banana split. Oh, my. You know, I've, I've got banana split on my brain right now. But, you know, I have one of those about every 10 years, and I'm starting to crave one now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was just trying to make an analogy. Maybe you didn't get my analogy. You know, vanilla, vanilla. We're not vanilla. We're chocolate, strawberry. I'll forget it. Forget it. Forget We're Neapolitan. <laughs> There you go. We're Neapolitan. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, so I again, Randy. Thank, thanks a lot. You know, I, I just appreciate again what you guys are doing. We talked about all these businesses that are getting involved and, and and people that are getting involved in this thing. And never, never in my wildest dreams that I think it it would even get as far as it's uh, gone. And I don't think we're even close to uh, the end of this thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to the ride. I really am. Um, and then, you know, at some point, somebody else is going to have to take it over and keep it going. And obviously, I've got a few people in mind for that, and I know they'll do a great job. And uh, But in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy this. That's for sure. Right. As, as we hope I all am. of the fans do, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the biggest reason why we do this. Without them, we can't do this. We can't do what we love, and that's race. Right. And that's what we love to do. And without the fans sitting in the stands and, and having that equation that works between the fans, the racetrack, the drivers, the purse and all that, the rules, it doesn't happen. And and we need those fans. We love to have the fans involved. And, uh, again, without them, we can't do this. So we're very appreciative for them, too. Exactly. Well, Ron, I'm going to let you go get your dinner. And I'm going to pay a couple of Thanks. bills and get off of here. Uh, this has been the Renegades on Dirt, uh, talking about the Renegades Nation and the new rule for the wing cars where they're not going to allow the CT525 anymore. <clears throat> so going forward for the 2020 season, the CT525, no more. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, thanks, Randy. Have a great I will try, Ron. You too. Enjoy your dinner. All right. Thank you. <laughs> if you were up here, we'd be going to Palmer's. Oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. We'll have to do that sometime. Yeah, when you come up this summer, we'll make sure we hit Palmer's. Sounds good. All righty. Thanks. Have a good night, Ron. Yeah, bye, Randy. All right, see you, Randy. Uh, this has been the Renegades on Dirt, and we are out the door. Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota, has been a park edition tradition for 75 years. Stop in and check out their signature Donato Burger. Absolutely mouthwatering. They got bone-in and boneless hot wings. Beer on tap and 12 big screen TVs to watch the games on. Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Wild, it doesn't matter. You're going to catch every shot, touchdown, and goal. Don't forget, check out their daily rotating specials. That's Palmer's Tavern in downtown Hibbing, Minnesota. A park edition tradition for 75 years. Palmer's Tavern. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Palmer's Tavern. Hey, are you feeling a little rundown? Need a little pick-me-up? Got to get that little boost of energy to get you to the end of the day? Grab yourself a liquid nitro herbal energy shooter. Comes in a variety of flavors, a little three-ounce size. Going to give you enough power to get to the finish line. If you don't think that's quite enough for you, get yourself a 16-ounce can. A variety of flavors available in that. My favorite, Tropical Storm. Liquid Nitro Energy Drink, giving you the power to get to the finish line, and that's noble. If you need work done to your chassis, 
you need parts for your car, body panels, you need to get wing spuds put on, give Rob a TCB Speed North a call. He'll get you all hooked up with whether it's powder coating, stuff for your pickup truck, some of your tuner cars, your sprint car. With over 20 years of knowledge, Rob and the gang at TCB Speed North can get you set up and get you back on the track in no time. Old World Meats in Hermantown, Minnesota brings you a fresh new line of snack sticks. Beef snack sticks that are juicy, moist, tender, everything you want to be from a snack stick. And they come in about 30 different flavors. They keep rotating through the flavors. It's hard to keep track of them. My favorite, barbecue honey. Honey barbecue, however you want to say it. Absolutely to die for snack sticks. Old World Meats down in Hermantown, Minnesota. The Residual family making beef products for 75 years. Thanks a lot to Old World Meats. And thanks you for all you, all you do listening for us. And this is Renegades on Dirt. We will be back very soon with another episode. And just to recap, no more CT525. This is Randy. We'll see you next time.